Hello, everybody. My name is Heather. And I'm Tom. Welcome to ShareSpark TV. This is the show where we break down the impact of digital media on news, pop culture, and the world around you. ShareSpark TV is a new show streaming on Facebook Live every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So in today's premiere episode, we're going to talk about the earthquake today in Mexico City yep. through the lens of digital media. We're going to talk about when does news become fake news, and we're going to talk about everybody, the thing that everybody's been waiting for. Our favorite topic. Digital literacy. <laughs> yep. So, um, why don't we talk about, why don't we get into the major story that happened today, the 7.1 earthquake in Mexico City. Um, did you hear about it? I, or how did you hear about it? I heard about it uh, from you off of social media. Yes. I actually heard about it on Twitter. And the thing that we want to talk about today is not necessarily... Actually, do you want to mention this? Yeah, so yeah. first and foremost, what's really important to understand is that you have a thousand news sources. We're not here to provide news. There are trained professionals to provide you news, which is hopefully objective and accurate and, and trustworthy. Um, what we're here to do is to show how any current event, any news, can be filtered through the lens of digital media and how it's impacted and influenced by digital media. And so talking about something as horrific as a major earthquake in a metropolitan area where there were multiple fatalities and just tragedy all around, that, that part of it, that hefty, dark, human tragedy element is for the trained professionals. Yes. We're looking at how that event and events like that are impacted by digital media. Yes, and how, for example the way that I learned about that event is so different because of digital media. And like I said, I had learned about it from Twitter. Um, some of the things that were different, um, like I, I actually was living in Northridge during the Northridge earthquake, which was like, I think it was a 6.3 earthquake. Uh, and the way that you found out about news back then was you had to turn on the TV and you had only a couple news channels that would go on at 6 p.m. or something like that, like during the major times. But I found out about it pretty much live. I, I got notifications from multiple sources. There were live streams of people in Mexico City that were trapped in buildings or maybe they were on the street looking at a building falling down. Um, there was another guy who had actually tweeted his GPS coordinates of where he was because his phone signal wasn't working, but he did have internet connection for some reason. and people had sent send him help um, and said, like, are you okay? Did people get to you? And he was, like, live-tweeting his status and stuff like that. And I think that is, that is just so different, like, how people are being able to respond and stay in tune with what's going on all the way in Mexico City because of digital media, and that digital media allows us to do that. Yeah, so that's kind, of, that's kind of a prime example of, like, the whole point, the whole reason that we're here. That's a really prime example of it. And a big, a big deal, too, was in all of those social media posts, so when you were talking about you had to watch, like, the 6 o'clock news or else, yes. if you missed the 6 o'clock news, what did you do? You, you just, you... You waited till the 10 o'clock news. Yeah. And if you missed the 10 o'clock news, you wait till the newspaper in the morning. Yeah. And or, that's, how, that's how you found out about it. Or from someone. Or you, you heard a, about it. Yeah. Someone gave you the gist of the... The thing that Word they of mouth, literally. Yeah, which, who knows what the reliability is on that. So, 
I mean, not that not that digital media is inherently reliable, yes. but you have multiple sources that you can provide in that you can sort of fact check against one another. And when you're dealing with something like this, it's an event being covered from multiple angles. It's pretty clear, like nobody is um, showing any bias when they're showing footage of buildings falling down. Like yes, exactly. That's that's hard to not be objective. And the crazy thing, well, in all those posts, the major traditional news outlets are literally asking like yes. for the information and for the footage and for the resources. Yeah, there were multiple uh, different tweets that had media were in the comments, news sources or news accounts were actually commenting, asking if they could repost, reuse that piece of media content in their own reports and um, streams, I guess. So, uh, which is crazy because the way that it used <laughs> to happen was that we would we would talk about what we saw in the news and now that it's like kind of flipping. Well, yeah, and, and that's, that's the crazy part is the immediacy of it. There's so many times where I see events. Obviously, a big, big event like this gets kind of immediate coverage. But there's lots of events, even some big ones, where you find out about them and you read about them, and then it's like the next day it pops up in like, you know, right, a traditional news source feed. And you're like, this so was slowly. a day ago. Right. And that would have been fast 10 years ago, 15 years ago, but that's so, that's like snail's pace. Oh, and you know, another thing I saw, I really... I love seeing this stuff, how people band together and how, especially on Facebook, I see a lot of this, and Twitter, how people can band together to send help, send resources, collect donations and stuff like that. I saw a lot of that for Hurricane Harvey and Irma, and I, I, I know that we're going to see a lot of that for this earthquake um, and like relief efforts and stuff like that, which it make you, it's so easy now to you know, financially contribute. To these yeah. efforts. It's so easy. And, and the part about that, too, is traditionally when you're reaching a smaller audience, you need, like, an angel donor who's going to just plop down, like, the biggest sack of cash that you could get. But if you can reach everybody, if everybody just pitches in, like, a little bit, yes, it adds up. It's nothing. It's inconsequential to the contributor, but it adds so much to the, like, to the cause. Right. That, I mean, that's, like, it sucks because tragedies are so terrible, but... right. As awful as they are, and sometimes as like as much of the worst in people that they bring out, they also do tend to bring out like the best because all all of the walls and all the barriers fall down. Yes, and it it's terrible that like you need these things to happen for that to happen. It can't just happen on like a random Tuesday, but it does happen, and it's it's great that you can see it because the impulse, the, the part that blows my mind is when there's a tragedy or there's something happening when you're in a seven point one earthquake and buildings are falling down. As you're escaping, your impulse is to pick up your phone or yeah. whatever you have, and like as you're running, to just hit record and run with it. Like, right? There's literally buildings crashing in front of you, or you're you're even in a building that is falling down, but people still have that impulse to to record. And that's, I mean, I think that's something though that could be like <laughs> safety th first. Well, yeah, yeah. We get, <laughs> yes, there's a safety first issue here. Um, because obviously, like, that's the priority. <laughs> right. But I think, like, you could see a picture of somebody escaping a building and, you know, having their phone out. And there's an audience who would see that photo and think, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, what is this person doing? Why? Yeah. Whereas if you really understand what's happening, I mean, it, the record that they're keeping, yeah. the, the information, I mean, if they're... Falling, if they're in a falling building and they get trapped under rubble, but they're sending out 
literally their last coordinates and their last recorded position, that could save their, their entire life. life. Yeah, that and can, everyone else with them. Then that footage, who knows what answers it can provide as time goes on to, I mean, when you think of events that could be so cleared up if there were just, like, more footage and more resources of them. And that, and the fact you don't have, you don't have to, like, the building is falling, let me put on my giant camera and, like, yes. do all the settings. It's so easy. You it's, just grab this and run. Right, which everyone already has in their pocket. And is probably already, <laughs> anyway. already doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and so what the show, like, our focus with the show is to really open up a dialogue with you guys because you are obviously using digital media to watch the show. Um, whether you watch the replay or you do watch it live, we are monitoring the comments. So um, let us know what you think. Is, is this something that you think about? Have you ever, I've seen this on Facebook, like when there's a, um, like a hurricane in Texas or something, people will be able, Facebook will have a feature where you can actually mark yourself as safe or something like that. Yeah. Do you guys use these features? Do you think they're, I don't know, uh, like, do they work? Uh, do they add value? Yeah, do they add value? Um, what do you guys think about that? I can't look at any chats right now because someone needs to put in a password. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our first show. <laughs> um, no, but let me think where I was going with it. So, yeah, so this is our, this is our first show. This is our first show. <laughs> But it would have been really easy to do a really poly... You and I have done pre-recorded things we before. Have. And it's really easy to make pre-recorded stuff look really great and polished. And the beauty of doing something live, you lose that polish a little bit, but you gain the opportunity to interact immediately with your audience. Yes. And so... And that is the reason. That We want to find... We don't want to sit up here and proselytize to someone about, like, the things that we think... Uh, we want to present ideas and engage in like a discussion with you guys, exactly. and it's it's not a. Oops. <laughs> so the sound is working. It's not a um, it's not a one sided discussion. You're not here to just like hear the gospel from us. We're here to to kind of explore this idea, and and it's not like we want to be professional in that you guys understand we know what we're talking about and that we have experience, and we will explain yes. that as time goes on. But as time goes on. But it's also like we're not like there's no money behind this show. Yeah, there are no like... sponsorships <laughs> behind this show. So if you're interested in sponsoring this show. No, but I, I mean it's <laughs> it's us. Yeah. And it's it's we it can be whatever we want it to be and whatever we need it to be and whatever you need it to be. Right. And, and that's very important to us is that we want this show to be because we're already digitally literate. Um, the point is to try to share spark as many of you guys as possible. So um, wait. What does it mean to be ShareSpark? <laughs> you use the name as a verb. <laughs> yes. So um, ShareSpark TV is a program of ShareSpark Media. ShareSpark Media is the movement to educate and empower people to utilize digital media to achieve meaningful goals. And the idea behind it is that if you share your story through digital media, you can spark your potential in ways that you couldn't without it. Um, and, yeah. Do you know of anyone who's been ShareSpark? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do, Tom. I have, and so have you. What? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That ends the infomercial segment. Yeah, all right, that's it. End of the show, guys. <laughs> Thanks um, for tuning in. But uh, Harry Kong, really quick, we're peeking into the comments here. Harry Kong says, absolutely, that feature is useful. I'm sure he's talking about uh, being able to mark yourself as safe in an emergency. Um, I, man, I, I can't remember. I think it was 1992, the Northridge earthquake. 494. 94. I was in second grade, maybe third. 
and I was trapped in my bedroom because a bookshelf had fallen on, they like covered the door and it was this huge bookshelf, probably like the size of this wall. Um, and my brother and I were trapped in there for what felt like forever. But I know if I would have had a phone, I would have been like, help. <laughs> And that's and and it's it's hard to strike that balance of. At a certain point, it is frustrating if everybody's just like, this. Right. Like it's not like look at all those digitally literate people. Right. Of course. So it's striking that balance, and it's having a discussion about what that balance is, and what that, what it should be, and what it can be, and these tools that we have. Because this is a discussion you have, I, you and I have had like ad nauseum. The world we live in is insane. It's crazy. Like, yeah, we can't stop nerding out about it. We can share our thoughts and ideas to anybody in the entire world right now for free just because we want we to. We started this show. <laughs> like, yeah. this, is, this is just like, hey, it would be cool if we did this show and it's happening. Yeah, and zero dollars yeah, like, we're involved in that. You so. can do this too. Yeah. But it's, it's not just shows. I mean, it's, it's just the world we live in is... Sometimes a scary, tragic, awful place, but it's also an incredible place when you see what can happen, what the potential is, and that's kind of, I just love the opportunity to stand back in awe of that and appreciate it and look at more effective and new ways to utilize those tools. Well, that's what I think is, I mean, again, it's a tragi tragedy. Um, the last official news thing I read from the LA Times was that there was hundreds of fatalities in the earthquake in Mexico City is super unfortunate um but the fact that so many people can be involved in this like global conversation and talk about you know I mean, there's just people chiming in there's people sending their thoughts or prayers um you know figuring out how they can help there's already relief efforts and organizations and, and people coming together to try to see what they can do um and that i just feel like that was so difficult to make happen before and that's what these platforms allow us to do yeah, I mean, and, and they allow us to do fun stuff. They allow us, they allow, they allow you to, they can be whatever you need them to be. They're a tool. They're like a hammer. It can build, it can destroy. Yes. And it's up to you how you use the tool mm -hmm. effectively. So I, I did want to bring this up because um, I know uh -oh. he's a little controversial, maybe a lot of controversial, but our president did send out a tweet. Um, I can't remember it, but it was something like, you know, we have you in our prayers. Um, and regardless of whose side you're on, whether you support him or you don't, I do think it is fascinating that we can hear directly from the president, like just directly from him at any time. Because before, it's like the president would have to get to together with his press team and write an official press release, and then who knows when that would come out, and there was no dialogue. There was no back and forth, but on Twitter, people were able to respond. People can share what he had tweeted and just... Like, that is just fascinating to me, which, you know, people have, <laughs> you talk about this all the time, people can fact check your old <laughs> tweets. Yeah, you can be your own worst enemy when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. But and as we're going on and as people are asking questions, which is awesome. Yay! Uh, we do want to address, like, we do want to point out, like, <clears throat> we're, we're trying to keep out. some sort of, some sort of organization here so that it's not just a chaotic 45 minutes. We want to, like, you know... We definitely want to have, like, our personalities and somewhat of an informal nature, but at the same time, we want to make sure the show makes sense. Yes. So questions, 
we see them and we love them and there's going to be a whole section in a little bit where it's the Q&A section where we're going to address that and get into that dialogue. But I love that people are sending in their ideas which can help kind of direct and see, you know, where, where we're at, where evolves. we're going. Yeah, yeah take the temperature, exactly. I guess. Yes. So appreciate that just because we haven't addressed it now doesn't mean we're not going to in just a few minutes. So, um, Do you want to move into where you get your news in today's digital age, Tom? And when does it become fake? Yeah. Let's talk <laughs> um, about it. Yeah, because what? So where do, you, where do you get your news? Let's talk. Let's just like where do you get your news? Personally, I yeah. get my news. I get my local news from my local newspaper on Facebook. Okay. Um, so you follow them on Facebook. You don't actually read the paper. Yeah, I follow. I follow them on Facebook. I've not touched a newspaper. In I life. read the newspaper. I mean, it's charming. <laughs> <laughs> I like flipping the pages. No, it's okay. good. It's like, you know, people who won't get a Kindle because they like... Oh, yeah, exactly. They That's like paper me. books. I get it. Um, but my Kindle's awesome because I have a thousand <laughs> books anytime I want with a light. So okay. um, 100% on board with that. But yeah, so I follow my local media publication on Facebook and okay. they post stories um, of questionable accuracy from time to time. Even I can point that out because it's local and they'll say something where I know right off the bat, like, That's not true. Um, and luckily, because it's on social media, you can say, like, actually, like, you should, you should check this out, maybe do this link. I think there might be an error in your article, and they can update it, which is great. They didn't send out newspapers with these things to everybody and then, like, realize they have to do a right. retraction. Right. Um, but, yeah, so that's where I get my local news. Where I get my bigger news from is Reddit. That's, Reddit. That's where I get my news from. The uh, I feel like I missed the boat on Reddit. Yeah. It's Reddit. Like, there's great things. It's it's the internet at, like, its internetiest, where it's, like... Every... I know, and that's why I'm, I'm sad that I missed it. I should. I mean, it's still there. Like, I you know, can go to like... it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> but I wish there was, like, a, you know, a long time. A Redditor? Yeah. Um, no, but, but so on Reddit, you know, they have a good... They have a really good world news subreddit. Um, the politics subreddit is a great way to get different angles on stories, but because it is, like... Because of the demographic of the website, the politics subreddit tends to lean specifically in one direction as opposed to another. Um, and so it can be kind of hard to like make sure you're not in your own echo chamber. Right. And that's where it becomes like, you really start fact-checking. But, but the internet, one of its best things is people don't hesitate to go like, to correct somebody on the yes, internet. Yes, exactly. And, and so it's, it's like kind because of... Because you can. Like, yeah. it's just so easy to do that. It's like how Wikipedia is a really credible source. Yeah, because, because nobody everyone... will let anyone be wrong, or yeah. at least for very long. You, know, you change something, it gets changed back right away. Yeah. Uh, I get my news from Alexa. Uh, she's my news briefing in the morning. Um, I do get LA Times alerts, which is like both local and kind of world news. And then um, I think the platform I go to after that would be Facebook. Yeah. I don't use Facebook, and, and this is fascinating to me because when people describe We're on Facebook, Facebook right now, <laughs> I know, but when people talk about <laughs> Facebook that aren't like avid users of it, they still think that Facebook is a way to connect with people that you know. But I don't use it that way anymore. I, I would say that I use Instagram more for that, and Facebook. Most of the content I'm going through is not content for my friends. It's constant. It's content from like pages that I follow and media outlets and. Um, like I see what's trending and stuff like that. It's see, I'm the exact opposite. I don't. Look Everybody at, I, don't, I know on my Facebook is someone I know in real life. No, no, that that is true. Same here. 
Same here, but my newsfeed is, oh, your newsfeed. is like, sorry. yeah, it's sorry, not. Sorry, sorry. Like, who, when was the last time you uploaded a photo album? Oh. Uh, wait, have you done it recently? <laughs> have you? No. Right? That's my point. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I don't know. I, it's not what it used to be. No, it's so, it's, it's. Like, it's, the fact that there's so much video on there. That's new as of, like, I was I was noticing that just this morning I was going through and I was like, just it's video, just video. 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 It's video. crazy. Yeah. And video is huge. And that's that's a that's incredible because video was video was like this impossible beast to tame for the longest time just because of the logistics behind like how do you distribute video? And now like I, I mean now you can. Like your phone on a on a data connection is reliable enough to like stream H D video. Yeah. And that's crazy. Yeah. And so that now that, that hurdle has been overcome, it's like the floodgates are open for video, which is, I, I, no, and nobody, I don't think, quite knows where that's going to go. So for me, I don't think. the way that I, like, going back to the fake news thing, um, I feel like the sources that I go to, because I don't just go to Facebook, because I, I do know that Facebook, my Facebook feed is curated to what I like. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I go to enough platforms that kind of fact check its own content. Like, I feel like Twitter is really good about doing that because someone will tweet something, someone will comment that agrees that, but someone will comment that's like totally disagrees with that. And I love being able to see both perspectives. Yeah. And that's, so, I mean, so, okay. So let's answer that question. Like, when does news become fake news? What is that? Yeah. What is that? I mean, fake news that it's most obvious is legit fake news. Like, like news, I'm yeah. telling you a story that I know is false Inaccurate, to further gate, to further propagate my agenda. That's fake news. But... I don't know. I mean, people do that. Yes. I don't know how many people do that, though. Like, I, I feel like the majority of, and this is just literally my opinion, but I feel like the majority of journalists and news outlets, like, they're, they're not trying to necessarily do that for the most part. The majority. I don't know, man. I don't know. You want to go there? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I got really scared halfway through my comment. <laughs> but, okay, so the majority literally is, like, 51%. So I, I would say that, like, yeah, okay. 51% or more. I, I would love to believe that, but just especially what I've seen with new digital media. Like, okay, obviously I'm a YouTuber myself. So to me, what I've seen when a YouTuber does something bad or yeah. something that is going to generate views, for example, PewDiePie. Okay. okay, who is, who, if PewDiePie's name is in a news story, it's going to get clicks. And so there's been all this stuff recently like i would say in the past six months where pewdiepie has done things that are anti-semitic and um nazi and all this stuff and if you look at his original footage it's just all completely taken out of context right. and this is like i can't remember what news uh, outlet had reported it but it was a credible one yeah yeah, yeah i do remember and that. they just they totally just it was purely to pat the stats yeah but okay yeah do you, do you see what i'm saying i do see what you're saying I guess, yeah, okay. Because that's where, okay, I feel like back in the day, when we're talking newspaper, like, I, I want to say that that was, you know, it was about the truth and stuff like that. But now that you, you're not, if you don't get the viewership and the reach, then it really doesn't matter. You're just shouting your news to nobody. And, <laughs> like, that has really changed, you know, how people... Okay, so that's a huge hurdle like, to overcome. Like, frame things, Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay, it's okay. I was wrong. That's fine. No, I don't think you're wrong. Let's keep put it on the board. Wrong. <laughs> no, I don't think you're wrong. I just, I do, but the thing is, I do 
think that it is something that people should be aware of is that, you know, sometimes these headlines are completely exaggerated or they contain verbiage that is purely there to get you to click because it does help their overall like where they show up in your Facebook feed, whether they're trending on the sidebar sidebar or not, or you know whether they show up in the first page of Google search. Like it, unfortunately, that's just how it is, and I think that is a um, a part of being ShareSpark is you do have to understand that you do have to understand how this whole digital age is completely data driven. Facebook can track how long you've been watching the stream, at what time you came on, at what time you're going to log off, whether you liked, whether you commented, and that will affect everything. And um, on our end as well, like whether more people see this as, hey, this is live now, whether they see the replay or not, it's something awful. to keep in mind. <laughs> but, so, okay. What do you think? I, was, I had a thought that I was like, to try to redeem my original point. <laughs> No, no, it's fine. Um, so, okay, what I kind of feel like, and maybe, okay, so, so my original point was, like, I was trying to approach it from the point of view that people aren't inherently evil and yes. just, like, out to spread lies. Yes. And I still believe that. I believe that, too. But, in this new world where, you know, print, like, a newspaper cannot support itself by selling print subscriptions. Yes. So they need to go into the digital space. And when they go into the digital space, what they need to do is generate clicks to stay ahead. So it's, it's almost like um, they're, they're just sort of following the carrot on the stick. And they're not necessarily focused exactly. on where it's leading them. They're just following Doing it. Doing things for the views. Doing for the it gram. For the gram. <laughs> yeah. For the vlog. <laughs> and so, okay, is that what we're doing? I want, I don't, I want to see that. Are we fake news? No. Have I fake news? <laughs> I want to say that that's what we're trying. We are trying to draw attention to the fact that people do that. Yeah. That um, is the point of our show. Like, for, like things like that, you know, from, I guess, the, the, the point where people need to be educated that that's happening, but then also how you can be, how you can use digital media in, like, positive, productive, meaningful ways. Like, we're not just going to be, like... Look at these fake news generators. So here's know? here's an idea, and and like this this is kind of important too because as much as we want to we want to engage in a conversation with um, with anyone who's viewing this, we also are engaging in our own conversation. Like this is not we we had like the tiniest notes about <laughs> about like the like setting up the show and what what you're gonna expect in the next like forty five minutes or so, but um, and if you didn't know, about 45 minutes. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's important for you to know. Uh, but the rest of it is really like we're kind of impromptu ad-libbing, exploring these, exploring these conversations and these topics together. And so it's not like there is no scripted thing. And so... There's no right or wrong answer. No, there's wrong there's, answers. <laughs> I don't think there's... Well, I think a lot of this is new. Yes. A lot of this is new for everybody. It doesn't matter what age group that you're in, whether you're young or you're old or you're in the middle... Um, no matter what industry that you work in, you know, that, that's kind of our point. That's what we want to draw attention to is that digital media. I, so I here, what's up? Here's, <laughs> the, here's the point that I want to bring up. Because Go. I think I think you and I might be approaching this from a perspective of intentional, um, not naive, naivete isn't the word, but 
basically with the idea that you don't have to do those things. That you can create something that actually matters to you, that is the thing you want to create, that promotes whatever you want to promote, um, that is pure, that is a pure thing, and it can be successful depending on how you're going to define your terms of success, but that you don't have to chase that carrot on a stick yes. into the dark. I love it. There you go. Because if we were doing this for the views, it'd be a little different. Oh, it'd be a way different show. Yeah. Ten things you didn't know about digital media. Number yeah. six, you won't believe it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, there, there's ways to generate clicks and, like... Yeah, and that, that's our point, is that we can, we can be authentic and genuine and have, you know, I guess this cause that we are passionate about. And we don't have to do it for the views. Yeah. Or like it, that's not the... I mean, it's almost a if, if you build it, they will come situation where it's like... There you go. We, we just want to shine our little light and like see if anybody... Yeah. <laughs> if anybody wants to like be drawn to it. Yeah. So if you like this, give it a thumbs up. Smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So let's like, since it's uh, 837, let's jump into the uh, comments here and read, jump. read some, uh, some cues... So here we go, because Harry Kong asked this one, um, this was like the first big question okay. um, that was asked, which is how do you address the issue, um, the issue of balancing social, you know, digital media usage, how do you address that issue without having, with having too much noise or social clutter, and what would you or your recommendation to filter out what is important versus the other? So it's essentially, how do you strike that balance? I love this, because that's what you were talking about. Yeah, and that's... It's like decluttering... Because you could sit there and just consume clutter, clutter, clutter of social, like what's on social media and digital media, but you're not creating anything. Even creating has its own clutter, though, too. Because yeah. you have to keep up with everything and you have to, like, you know. Creating things for. There's a like, different clutter, that, clutter. Yeah. that emerges there. So, how do you balance it? And what is the. That is a million dollar question. That, that, that one's hard. So, how would you answer that question? Because you, you and I, I'm a social media. Crude. Yeah. Not not newbie, but like, like. It's not all out there. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's all out there. <laughs> yeah. So, so we have different we have different yeah. experiences with that. Yeah. Um, would your recommendation to filter out what is important information versus the other? Well, depending on what platform, I am very careful with who I subscribe to and I follow. So I am very okay. Take Facebook since we're on Facebook. When Facebook came out with the unfollowing option, where you could still be friends with someone, but you can unfollow them so their stuff won't show up in your newsfeed, I did that 100%. I took the time to do that, but mind you, I mean, this is my thing. Like, I, 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 do, I did that with every single platform. So my, everyone I'm following on Twitter, there's a reason why I'm following them. Everyone I'm following on YouTube, there's a reason why I'm following them. If there's any chance that I can find you on another platform, I probably won't follow you on every platform unless I really, really like you. Um, but, and same with Instagram. But that's how I, I just, I have to be very careful with who I'm following and subscribing because I have a limited of time that I want to spend consuming media so I can go and create more media. What's the point of, I'm legit, legit, legit asking, what's yeah. the point of unfollowing someone, but not just like, like, unfriending them? Yeah. Because I do want to stay connected. I do want to be able to like, if they want to shoot me a message, um, they can, or if I want to be able to like tag them in a photo or something. But like, sometimes there's like, this is no offense to everybody because however you want to use the platforms is up to you. I'm sure 
that some people don't want to subscribe to my daily vlog or whatever. So I totally get that. But, you know, I just didn't want to see kind of the same thing from the same person. Especially, especially if they're like uploading a lot on one platform and then kind of like posting once to Instagram. Well, it's like, I'll just get the highlights on Instagram. You know what yeah. I mean? But there's a lot, like that's my head. That's my world. And you yeah, know, that takes, like I built that. Yeah, and my world like... So I've, I oscillate back and forth between going like, I need to be on everything and like, I need to go live in the woods in a cabin and be on nothing. <laughs> because it can, it can feel so overwhelming and so neither of those are the right answer. Yes. Especially as someone who wants to, who needs to like create stuff. That's my drive, that's my passion, that's my motivation, that's my career. Um, I, I need to do that. Yeah. And so I need to find a way to do it. And so... It's essentially what you're saying, but it's basically the same thing you're saying, which is to cut through that clutter, you have to assess the value that each of those things brings to value. your life. And it's, it's all about the value that they bring. So there's, you know, you're scrolling through and reading the same person's, like, they're complaining about their boss every day or something. It's yeah, like, see, like, I, I can't deal with that, man. Yeah. Unfollow. Yeah, and it's not, it's not that I don't care. Like, it sucks that your boss is giving you a hard time. But, yeah. like, you know, when we hang out, you can tell me about exactly. it. Exactly. But I don't need to, like, spend my time reading day in and day out about right. it. Um, and, and it's important, too, like, your tastes change. Like, yeah. what, what is super relevant to me now, based on where I'm at and what I'm going through, might not be super valuable in six months or a year. And so you got to, like, constantly reevaluate that and not be afraid to, like, ditch the old to make room for the new. I think another thing in my own personal journey with digital media that shifted, um, I guess, like, consuming the clutter and then just making it easy to not, was that I started finding a lot of sources of content that really interested me. And, and in order to do that, you have to go and find it. You can't just expect it to appear in your Facebook feed because that's... I mean, based on who you're following, that's why your newsfeed is curated. But, like, Medium is the platform I 100% recommend when it comes to finding stuff that people have written from like-minded people, things that you can be passionate about, things that you can contribute and share your thoughts um, on and stuff like that. Like, Medium really changed. Medium kicked off, like, ShareSpark, honestly. Really? Yeah. See, I don't know anything about it. Uh, well, that's how I feel about Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. So. But this is why we're good. Yeah, like, see? <laughs> exactly. Um, um, is there another? That was a good question. So thank you, Harry Kong. For, yeah. Thanks, Harry. For doing that. Um, so lots of people talking about where they follow their news and where they get their news from. Seems as though, so Carissa Ortega, Kevin Ramirez, um, met, both mentioned they follow their local news on social media, Twitter and Facebook. And that's. Twitter and Facebook, yeah. That and that's and what so what I, I think. I don't do email newsletters anymore. Email newsletters? Oh no! Like email? No one like. Yeah. You're almost. Which, I like haven't checked my email, my personal email. Like I have my shares right email, but I haven't checked my personal. It's just so much spam. <laughs> like I can't. Like and I, I'm, I'm really good about unsubscribing. But it's just so much. But it's just like I can't. What what my local stations have done. So my very first job was working, was interning at a local TV station. Um, when I was 15 years old, I started doing that. And my favorite thing to do was to go out in the field with reporters and photographers. Oh, cool. And that was always the team. They would come in in the morning, the assignment editor would go, and we live in a small market. It wasn't, we're not in New York or LA or anything. Um, 
and they would team up like this is the reporter on duty this is the photographer this is the story go um now it's crazy because it's usually a one person team and it's usually the reporter which often cases is like so <laughs> this is like a girl who has to dress very nicely to be on the news and like heels and all stuff and, and, she, just, like, running. and she and she's running and she's carrying like a like an 80 pound camera rig with like tripod and that and all the mics and she has to do things up and report and do this because they cut budgets and they cut everything back what they started doing now is when people, whenever reporters go anywhere, they're just doing it on their phones, that's and that's that's how they're reporting everything, and it goes straight live to Facebook or Twitter or whatever platform. See, and on. that's right there. Like, I love how news outlets have done that. Is adopt. It's. I mean, it's a double edged sword because on the other hand, like, it's way harder. It put photographers kind of like in a really hard spot. Yeah. We're really really talented, like, video journalists, photojournalists. Uh, and it's nice to think that the news outlets, at least when they started doing that, were doing it because that was the smartest, most digitally literate, savvy thing to do. But I mean, it's, I know for a fact it's it's money. It's, yeah. This is way cheaper for sure to buy an iPhone for this reporter than it is to like send out a photographer and right, a camera. Right. Of course. And that and that's unfortunate. But I do feel like then that as, as the news stations have had to adopt then so does the photographers, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's that's the hard so thing. So do you, the photographers, sorry. That's cool. <laughs> My English degree didn't, <laughs> didn't quiver. Um, he was an English teacher. I was, fact. with the English degree. Uh, oh, Harry has another question. Dang, Harry. Harry, how about people having accountability on what they post? If they shift views, what would you think is best practice? Well, for me, I know that I shift views all the time. Um, no one should be punished punished for shifting their views based on the introduction of new evidence. Yes, and that's what happens to me. Is and that I always like meet someone new or like you know hear a different perspective, and I'm like, ooh, okay, you know. And that that's scary because when people don't feel comfortable shifting their views, that they just dig their heels into the ground, and this is my point of view, and I'm going to be in my echo chamber. Maybe that's a form of fake news where they're only getting things that oh reinforce their During worldview. Oh my god, during the election, I just was... Everybody the, did it. Just the only thing I could pay attention to wasn't even, like, who I was voting for and, like, what people... Like, who other people were voting for. I just was fascinated by, like, how people were only seeing the same content. It was like, yeah. if you are pro-Hillary, you are only seeing pro-Hillary stuff because that's what you're liking and what you're commenting on. Vice versa, if you're pro-Trump, you're only seeing that stuff. And it was like, dude... If you logged into someone else's account, your entire feed is different. Like, and I don't, I don't, th I didn't think that people knew that. No, no, not no, I not at like all. I feel like everyone kind of. It's like you don't think like, oh yeah, your Facebook feed is different from everyone else's. Yeah, because like, do, do you know that? Do people know that? Uh, yeah, and that's and that's how, even your YouTube homepage is different from my YouTube homepage is different for like. Right. That's that's how everything works, and so it's that's the data driven. And it's so easy to fall into your. Bubble. Yeah, only see stuff that you agree with, only see stuff that you like. And so, I mean, a solution to that is when you feel like, man, everything is backing up my worldview perfectly, <laughs> it's probably a good idea to make a conscious effort and go like, wait, I'm going to go somewhere I wouldn't normally go and see what's happening over here. And, and it's the same thing, especially like the election, man. Yeah. It became thing. so, we that's don't, a that's a whole thing. But... What it did was it made it so easy to label and categorize people based yeah. on who you're voting for, the bumper sticker on your car. You knew everything about that person. And even now, it still, it still feels oh, that way. Yeah. And there's Definitely. still people on both sides who are digging their heels in the ground saying, I was right, you were wrong, 
we won, you lost, you, we should, like, whatever it is. Um, but if you take those labels away and you just throw two people together and just have them talk to each other, there's going to be so much more common ground. And you're going to understand, like, it's, you need to take the time to understand the other person's perspective because they're, they're not believing the opposite of you to spite you, right. probably. They're believing it for a reason, probably. Right, exactly. And for me, like, my, the way that my approach with it is just to, is to just be as authentic as possible. Like, I will, we will admit that, you know, we might not know all the facts. I won't, thing. I know all the facts. <laughs> like, we might not know everything on, on everything, um, but from where we are sitting, this is kind of how we feel about it. And that, that's like, if you go to my YouTube channel, like, I, I think you can see that, like, throughout my journey. If you don't, yeah, that's the whole thing. Anyway. But you see a growth. You see a shift. You, you see a shift. I yeah. mean, who's supposed to be the same when they're, when they're 70 years old as when they're 25 years old? Like, but see, like, for Harry specifically, I know, yeah, I know... Because I've seen him post stuff, and then I'll see the comments that he gets, and I, I've seen the shift. I, like, I know what you're talking about, Harry. You can see him working through something, like... No, like, other people... Other people working through yeah, something. Yeah, like, they'll, they'll read comments, they'll chime in, and then, you know, this is great. A discussion happens, and, and people who might not even be connected to each other, but they're connected to Harry through his Facebook, will start engaging, and then I feel like there is... I have seen, on occasion someone's opinion change which is cool but then there's also like no you're wrong da, da, da. you know i do know yeah. <laughs> i do go. know about being told i'm wrong on the internet yeah uh, <laughs> god <laughs> but yes such is the internet mm -hmm. so speaking of the internet speaking of the internet speaking of platforms speaking of facebook and things why okay when you think of online video, what is the first platform that pops into your head? YouTube. So why are we on Facebook? Oh, you want to talk about that? Let's talk about that. Okay. Let's what? talk about that. Because okay. there's, there's a component of media literacy that's part of that. I okay. think that's a good thing we to talk about. We can end about. on that. Yeah, it's a good... Because yeah. it kind of frames what we're trying to do here. Yes, for the show. So ShareSpark TV, the reason why, um, even though... I feel like I stepped on something, though. At first, I was like, why are we in this? And like, oh, you want to talk about that? I can't remember what I said. No. Oh, no, 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 no. So, we're both YouTubers. Am I a YouTuber? Yes, you're a YouTuber. Oh, I'm done. Pack it up. Like. <laughs> but we are, like, YouTube is our platform. Um, Facebook, but the, the difference with YouTube and Facebook is that YouTube is a search engine. Facebook is a social media platform. Now, there is searchability functions on Facebook and there are social functions on YouTube but for example I am not going to go to Facebook to learn how to tie a tie I would probably go on Google to find a tutorial on that but I'm also not going to go on YouTube to find out like I don't know well, I mean it's the sharing part right because you can kind of... Oh, yeah, so like, so if so if there was a video that... Okay, this stream, right? <laughs> uh, if you guys wanted to share to your friends and tag your friends like, hey, what Tom and Heather are talking about is relevant to you... Look at this handsome guy. Let me guy. at... Blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> let me tag my friend. You can't do that in a YouTube video. For example, there's so many videos where I'm like, oh my gosh, 
comments would be great. Like, yep. you need to watch this for Share Spark TV, and I can't do that. Like, there's no, there's no at, there's no, I don't know why there isn't an at, but YouTube. Where's the at at? Like, seriously, that was the deciding factor. That's why we're on Facebook, because it was about the shareability, and we want you guys to, to share this, to, to share it with people that you feel like would benefit from it, and then they share it with people that they think would benefit from it, and stuff like that, whereas... I feel like that would have been hard to. Get so they're on sharing it in hopes that it might spark, spark something. <laughs> 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 yes. Oh boy. Um, so that that's pretty. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's a good the main answer. reason, yeah. And with the whole beast that is video oh, that we talked about one. earlier, I mean, Facebook is like, Facebook is coming full force towards video. Yes. Oh yeah, Zuck. Is all about video. He, he, like two years ago, he called it. He's like, Facebook is going to be mainly a video sharing platform. And everyone was like, nah. Scroll through. It's like mainly video. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's crazy. And that happened so fast. It did. And yeah. it's not even done. And no yeah. one knows where it's going. But uh, I don't know. But it, it's just. Another thing, though as to why this ShareSpark TV show is on Facebook is because of the comment section. This is this is the most important part of the show. It's not, well, it's, we're awesome. <laughs> but we could be awesome dialogue. without being on the show. Yeah, the, exactly. It's the dialogue with you guys. And to ha- we can have that on YouTube, but the comments disappear. Yeah, so if you do a live stream they on vanish. YouTube, everybody can comment just like this. But as soon as you end your stream... Gone. There's no record of it. There's so the no awesome question, the awesome dialogue, the goofy joke, uh, the inappropriate guy who had to get deleted, all of those yeah. things. They all save on Facebook. And that I feel like that's really important as people, you know, watch the replay or have to tune back into something and, and stuff like that. That's really, that is a huge component of this show. Because you can actually, there's, if you're doing it live, why are you doing it live? You're doing it for the interaction. Then when you watch the, the replay, you lose... The engagement, and there's no way you can go back and like. Otherwise, we would just make a produced video. Yeah, with super polished stuff and yeah, background music. Exactly. And, and yeah, it that. would look a lot cooler. <laughs> well, this is really cool, by the way. This isn't bad. I built all this. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> Thank you. And, so, and like, look at this awesome logo. Um, let's see, really quick. Harry Kong again. Facebook also has a decay rate for content versus YouTube, which is everlasting. That was that's massive. Yeah. Yes. So that's the thing. Um, I did take that into account because I have videos on YouTube that constantly, like I just hit 100,000 views for a video I posted a year ago. Like it still gets views every single day. Um, But that's why we also plan to do this stream every Tuesday, Thursday for the foreseeable future as we try to get data and get feedback from you guys. Um, But we wanted to do it twice a week to make sure that it stays on top of your streams and we stay relevant. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's an ongoing conversation. So keeping the conversation ongoing, like that decay rate. Yeah. Like this will decay and then Thursday will come up. Yeah. But that keeps the conversation going because, you know, when you have a conversation with someone, usually after like three hours, you don't just go back and go like, let's repeat what we talked about at the beginning. You want to keep, right. We want to keep it going. And that's, that's essentially what we're doing here. Yeah. How, how do you feel about our first episode, man? Dude, it's so much fun. It was great. Are you kidding me? It was awesome. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so excited about it. So anyway, um, I think we should wrap it up. Yeah. 
Yeah, hour. we're good. We're at eight fifty six. We started a little late because of we technical did. difficulties. We yeah. she got ironed out, but that's good. And I just I, I love this. I I would we would love to know your thoughts. So share share us your thoughts. You can leave them in the comments. If you want to send us a message, feel free to do so. Uh, but again, the premise of this show is to is to show you guys about the news and pop culture, like everything about the world around you, and and from the <laughs> digital literacy. <laughs> Standpoint. Why do we say it that way? I know. Tell it because it's okay. Yeah. Why do we say it? Let's end with that. Okay. What? In here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't think we were that boring. Um, see, I said digital literacy, and literally a cricket started chirping. That's 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 why. I can't. That's <laughs> why. Oh my god. Because as soon as you say the L word. The literacy everyone word. Everyone just like. Everyone's like, oh, I don't want to learn something. Yeah. Like, gross. Give me like. And like, here we are when we met each other. It was like a literacy. Yeah, but we're dorks in a different way. Oh god, that's so good. And I'm so fine. we want to explore that in a in a practical, functional, entertaining, and engaging way. That's okay, so not let's just... end with what does it mean to be digitally literate? What it means to be digitally literate is that you can actually survive and function in the twenty first century. As cliched as that sounds, if you're not digitally literate. You're just as disadvantaged as if you're you can't read or write. Yes, that yeah. literacy is just as important. You need to know how to consume media, create media, and as we move forward, I mean, we already all of us already have one of these. This is purely media, so. And to navigate your way through that world, because the people who understand how to do that and can do that with a sense of savvy and confidence are the people who are able to then take control of it and. Hopefully, you know, we'll use it towards whatever means they're trying to accomplish, whether it's positive or negative. Yep, exactly. So hopefully it's more positive than negative. Yes, that is, that is our hope. So, with that said. With that said. Um, thank you for tuning in to the first episode of Share Spark TV. We hope you liked it. Give this video a thumbs up if you did. Share this with anyone that might find it uh, interesting. And hit that follow button if you are not following Share Spark Media. Again, you will see us same time. What is on Thursday? Yeah, on 8 p.m. Thursday. Thursday. Can't talk anymore. <laughs> on Thursday, 8 p.m. So Tuesday and Thursday, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here on Facebook. So that's it. Sure so Spark that's TV. it. Yeah. Uh, how do we end again? <laughs> it's your um, whole fancy thing. We were supposed to. We practiced this. Wait, it was, came to rehearsal. Wait, it was. It was. It was just like. It was. It was Sherry. Oh yeah. Okay. Whole. Okay. So we're gonna end. I'm Heather. And I am Tom. Wait. Share Spark Media. Share your story. And spark your potential. Good night. Now I have to leave. For so <laughs> 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 show problem. Oh, it's so good. See, this is what happens when you have the producers of the show also be the host of the show. Someone has to go and end the stream, which is like all the way in the other room over there. So anyway, thanks guys. Bye.